Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, David, for having me here. This is one of my favorite uh, shows that you are hosting because we get to talk about a lot of stocks. And I do love trading stocks. Um, all right. So for everybody that is new here, just uh, uh, wanted to let you guys know that my name is Anka Metcalf and I'm the CEO and founder of TradeOutloud.com. Uh, TradeOutloud is a trading education company that is focusing on educating individuals how to day trade, swing trade, various markets, equities, futures, but not solely those two markets. We have a universal system uh, that uh, is uh, focused on finding high velocity trades meaning trades that have really high odds for a continuation in either direction, whether long or short. I come with 10 years of investment banking and I have been trading professionally for 20 years. I specialize in trading uh, futures at the open for tax purposes uh, and uh, literally less than two hours. So uh, yesterday and today we were done like seriously, like I think it took about 30 to 40 minutes and we were done and uh, that was it. So what that means is that I'm not looking to get in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out to pay a tons of commissions, because as you probably know, or you may not know, when you're trading futures, you do pay commissions. You not very significant. It's not a very significant account. But yes, you still pay commissions. But I like to focus on velocity trades. That means that I get one trade and boom. For example, today we had a trade in NASDAQ and these are all day trades. The trade duration was relatively quick, was about 20 minutes, 20 to, I would say 20 to 25 minutes at the most, but I think it was less than that. And we accumulated 90 points into it. All right. So this is the, a little bit about myself. I do run a swing trading service for stocks and ETFs since 2010. So this is our 13th year and we're going strong. We have track record of all our trades that uh, I have called into the program. Also run a trading room since uh, 2017 designed for futures trading, designed for income producing and the swing trading and investing is for wealth accumulation. Uh, I do offer trading education, like I said earlier, for day trading, swing trading and investing. And uh, yes, I do specialize in high velocity trades because I don't want to get in and out all the time, every single time. So I try to look at the um, at the confluence point, at the focus point where the uh, stock or the index that I'm going to about to trade, whether for day trading, swing trading, and get the most out of it without uh, having to get those really small moves that are really annoying. So I'm also the designer of an institutional proprietary, proprietary trading system. And the reason why I'm saying that I'm the designer is because I cannot take credit for it. Uh, technical analysis has been around for so long. So yes, I cannot take credit for it. But what I did is I put a different spin on it. And I have noticed that there are multiple levels of price port resistance that meets the eye. So when you're looking at price action, 99% of the traders only focus on those linear support and resistance areas, which are the supply and demand. And they're missing out on the extra eight layers of price port resistance that are into the trade. So how many times have you guys entered the trade it triggered, so it got you into the trade, and then you got shaken out of the trade. Just tell me, you know, just just give me a one if that has happened to you. You got in a trade, you got a really good trade. The trade triggered, it turned around, it spit you out, and then it did a real massive rotation, and it went higher to the target that you have already set. 
So type a one here in the chat box if you guys have had that happen to you, because I can raise my hand right now and I could say, yes, this has happened to me a lot when I first started trading about 25 years ago. So I've noticed that through my experience. Yeah. And it, it sucks, right? Because then you'll go like, man, you know, like I missed it. And that's because a lot of times institutions uh, program algos to do forced sales into the market. So I want to give you an explanation on that because, you know, I, I received the explanation many, many years ago. And even Kramer talks about this. He has a video out there where he talks about this. And the video is, I think, from... I think it's like from 2001 or 2002, something like that. It's a very old recording where he talks about how he, when he was running, uh, when he was working uh, for this hedge fund, how he, they would manipulate the price in such a way and, you know, and they would force the price. For example, if they wanted to go long, they would force the price lower uh, just to stop everybody else so they could put their hands on more contracts or more shares to drive the price higher because they didn't have sufficient amount that didn't have enough quantity that they wanted to to profit based on that move so it was kind of like a really juicy uh you know when you see like a juicy setup and if you're wondering and saying hey how do they know where my stop is they know because they have algorithms that are created to identify where your stops are and more so the brokers that were trading on and yes every broker out there and this is public information you could guys you you guys could fact check it if you want because this is like the new thing you could fact check it you could you know just google it and you could see how that works um they're selling the information to hedge funds and hedge funds are the ones that are doing the forced selling through these algos because they want to get their hands on more contracts or shares Okay, so there's so much more uh, than just simply supply and demand. And also because I'm day trading and have been tra day trading for such a long time, uh, I started my day trading career. So I gave up my job. I decided, you know what, this is going to be my living. I was swing trading at the time and, uh, you know, on my own, obviously. And uh, I really wanted to do this as a full time career. And I'm really happy I made the switch because I would never go back to where uh, to where I was. So it was definitely the right thing to do. Um, so because I have been trading for so long, I have noticed that in my income producing style of method in my day trading, uh, I've noticed that there are specific trigger times for the New York trading session because I trade on the East Coast. So even if you're trading in California, you're still going to be trading uh, the open, right? Um, so the market opens at 930 everywhere. So the thing is that I've noticed that there are certain times and they're um, encountered like more often within the first 15 minutes. And then as the price action calibrates a little bit from the 15 minutes, it tends to have a spin of about 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and then an hour, and then it zips into the two hours. So it has like a cycle, but I've noticed that these trigger times are incredibly important. There are not very many for the New York trading session. Obviously, they um, I, I trade only the morning, so I only apply them for the morning, but they can be applied and they're uh, definitely working really amazingly for the afternoon trading session. Uh, I also trade specific price zones. Now, here's the catch. You know, these institutions that are doing the for sell and these algorithms, what they're doing is basically they're, they are um, wanting to accumulate more 
but at different levels, that's the catch because, you know, like if I want to buy 10,000 shares of Apple, I could do that. But if I want to buy 100,000 shares of Apple, or if I want to buy a million shares of Apple, you know, I can't do it all in bulk. So I need to scale in and I need to, for example, when I'm hitting targets and want to take some profit out of it, you know, I have to scale out. So these are the specific price zones. I have been taught by, a, you know, a mentor that is an institutional trader. So I know what these price points are so that I correlate my trading with the timing and with the zones for those explosive moves. That's how I was able, for example, today to get 90 points out of NASDAQ and thinking that uh, most of the traders, most of the futures traders out there, you know, pray for two ticks or five ticks or seven ticks. And if they see five points, they're like, oh, my gosh, kissing the round. So I also focus on chart synchronicity and divergency. And I'm going to answer all the questions. I love the questions. Keep them coming, guys. Keep them coming. Um, so um, I I really like to focus on chart synchronicity and divergency. Today uh, was the perfect day to focus on that, for example, for my day trading, because I saw a relative weakness, divergency coming from uh, the Dow. And the Dow stocks, UNH, was very heavy today. Uh, to the downside, but I've noticed like relative strength into NASDAQ, relative strength into Russell. And I saw a question about Matt, saw a question about Russell here. Love the Russell. Uh, and uh, and if you go back, I was talking about Russell uh, the last month in January, beginning of January for the uh, trajectory of uh, uh, Russell, IWM, futures, Russell, et cetera. So you can go back in January to the same show, to David's show, and see my forecast for it. It's just mission accomplished. Boom, target achieved. All right, so let's get started, everybody. And uh, let's, oops, sorry about that. I think I closed the chat. <laughs> All right, hope I didn't close the room. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So the first question that I have on is talk about the SPX. Uh, yes, I will talk about the SPX. And um, all right. So if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, I'm going to start with SPY. I don't trade the SPX, but I do trade the SPY. And I'm still in a trade in the SPYs, by the way. And also I trade the mini SMP. And then we're going to do the correlation between the two because I don't trace the SPY. But I do have some levels and tracing. For, uh, I'm sorry, now I don't do it for DSPX, but I do it for the spies. It's the same thing I'm going to show you in a second. So basically what we're witnessing right here that I have, uh, you know, um, literally spoken about since last year in October. So at the end of, of the, towards the, uh, towards the mid-October, not the end of October, we have put in a low. Now, we also had another low here in June, and this is the famous, Kramer low. All right. And he was not wrong because basically this is the whole area. A lot of people were saying like, oh my gosh, you know, Kramer called the low and, you know, the price dropped a little bit. No, it's still testing the same area. Stocks are not going, when they pull back, anything that pulls back, ETFs, whatever, what have you, even currencies, when they pull back, it's not like they're, you know, definitely coming into a concrete block. No, it's sort of like a mattress, you know, so they sink in before they, uh, before they uh, push higher. It's kind of like, you know, like a bow and arrow. So you pull back before you launch higher. This is the same effect. You pull back before you launch higher. And in October, and even at the October show that we had with David, I was pointing out that there is going to be a rotation here because we were talking about this uh, rotation that has already happened. And we were already trading below above the 
highs from June 2022. And basically, we started to make it. These were the first clues. I'm going to zip it, uh, zoom in a little bit. So when we had the first clues here, you can see these, this low on the top of my plus sign. That is a little bit higher. Then we had this sign, which was a little bit higher. Then we had this sign. When we had this sign of the pullback and the rotation, this was the confirmation that we're heading into a change of the trend. So we really did need to break the trend line in order to see in order to see that everybody else you know on social media on cnbc you name it bloomberg they were all talking about the downtrend while i was like buying with both hands i was like in my portfolio and by the way i'm going to share it with you where you can find my portfolio all the trades that i did we were like massively long into this area Okay, massively long into this area. So this is this point right here when we had basically the third higher low because we had the low, mini higher low, mini higher low. Um, and this was literally the, the second essential from a pullback higher low. This showed that we're ready to tackle new highs. And it was definitely much earlier than the break of the trend line. And as you can see here, we're witness what we're witnessing right now is basically a massively a uh, break of the trend line, but we have been in a confirmed uptrend, by the way, since November 4th. So very few people know this and very few people know how to uh, calculate a confirmation of the trend, especially after prolonged downtrend, because we had high, we had lower high, lower high, lower high, and this is the uh, break of the high. So the bottom line is that if you know how to identify the change in the trend and the formula that you need to apply, it's going to put a lot of money in your pocket. And a lot of institutions go by this. They don't say it out loud, but they act in the same thing we do at trade out loud we just trade we don't just go out there with the megaphone say oh my gosh we know this is the low or this is the change in the trend no we act on it so bottom line is that we are transitioning higher we are breaking above the first zone of resistance and we're heading into the 420 the 420 to the four uh to actually the 430 it's about a ten dollar point difference where we have this uh, uh this resistance and this is where the divergency can happen so basically you can see the price action may continue higher and then we can start pulling uh pulling back a little bit from the weekly standpoint we are breaking massively above so at this point in time, the price action is a little bit extended, a little bit extended. So every time when you get like a big extension to the upside, you could either continue. So, for example, you know, uh, you know, what is today? Today is Thursday. Yeah, we have two more days. So we probably may have, to, let's say, one or two days in which we can continue possibly higher heading into the resistance. It all is going to ride out on the earnings because earnings season as fuel uh for these uh for these moves and then you we basically actually have two more weeks of like full throttle trading and then it's going to go downhill from there and we got to look for specialty trades but all in all this is going to be a key area between uh between this uh four i would say the 420 to 430 and then if we break above four, uh, 430 we're going to engage higher but uh, definitely, I have another explanation, and we're going to go to S&P as well. But first, I'm going to share the uh, ES, uh, and this is the futures contract, where I want to show you a tracing that I have done uh, for the traders uh, on Twitter 
Uh, so I do this every single week. You can go back. So I started tracing these and, you know, putting outlining out publicly, literally what the game, my game plan, my personal game plan is. Um, and this is also for accountability. And this is also for myself because I like to go back. I like to, you know, uh, pre-plan all my trades this way. So you can see here that when we were trading back into the um back into the 3900 of uh, 3900 was the key level by the way, uh we saw the potential rotation for the price higher. Now, we're getting a little extended right now. We're getting very very extended. We could start pulling back either to 4100 or we could start pulling back a little bit lower into the 4060 or 4070. Now let's go to the SPX. Like I said, I don't trade future I don't trade um options on it. But we have two very interesting things, um, two very, very interesting things. First of all, we got a fanning out of the trends. So this means that we're getting like that really nice span expansion that may take the price higher into the 4300. So that's the ultimate target for it, the 4300. It has already digested. The 4100 is very similar to the uh, futures SMP, right? So that's what I trade on a daily basis. But you can see here that it has much more expansion higher. Now, there's one thing that, um, that I'm very uh, cautious about, and that is the potential of a consolidation and a little bit of a pullback. Now, every single time, now you can see that I'm using some moving averages. This is the 10 exponential, this is the 20, and this is the 200, and the green one is the 50. All right, so the first line of defense is going to be the 10 EMA. Now, keep in mind, every single time the price action extends from any moving average, but this happens to be the first one, the 10 EMA, the price action typically extends three, five, or eight bars up before the pullback. Now, we already have the three, and this is a daily chart, so it's much more um, consistent with the possible pullback from a three bar than a two bar. So I'm going to give you the game plan for tomorrow. If tomorrow we're going to break below today's low, then we're definitely going to start pulling back to the 10 EMA. How do I know that? Well, I know that uh, this 10 EMA is really algorithmic rich, was a really algorithmic rich zone, but this also shows the ultra power trend that we have going on right now because SPX, SMP, of, of 500 futures index and spies, they're entering ultra power trend, ultra. So they're not power trending, they're an ultra power trend. So that when they're entering the ultra power trend, they have the tendency to expand from the MA, but then pull back to uh the uh pull back to the 10 EMA. Let me show you a quick example. Do you guys see it over here? We had an expansion, we had the candle here, and we had a gap up. So the gap uh, can potentially uh be considered as a candle. So we had that gap one, two consolidation after the high we were trading into the frothy highs look at this look at this candle that i'm putting my uh cursor on and then we got the pullback where into the 10 ema expansion 10 ema expansion 10 ema didn't hold it closed weak yes we're crossing into the 20 we came back in and rotation back into the prior high so this is what i see here if tomorrow we start breaking below this low right here we're going to pull back into the 10 EMA and possibly watch for uh close into uh the 10 EMA. If the candle is going to be red, then watch for further development back into the 20 SMA. 
If further red, watch for a retracement back into the 200 SMA. But because we have an ultra trend, most likely the price action will try to react at or around the 10 exponential moving average. So this is my bias for it. It's heading towards 4,200, and then it has a much wider tradable void to 4,300. All right, the next one is going to be Russell. I'm going to put in here... Um, I'm first going to do the RTY. Uh, RTY is the futures uh, contract that I trade it. Like I said, I watch it on a daily basis. So I'm going to give you my bias on it because um, I, I, I trade it and I watch it every single day. Uh, so basically, we had a massive breakout into the 1900. Massive. So we had a massive, massive, massive uh, a price action uh, contraction over here but then expansion. So we're trading now right into resistance. Now, here's the thing. If we start trading the 2020 uh, the uh 2020 is an um is an algo level for for uh for for price for Russell. If the price and it's it's going to be drawn into that 2020. Now, if that 2020 price point is going to be digested and if it's going to start consolidating, coiling into that 2020, let's say between 2010, 2020, or around those areas. Remember, when you're dealing with trading, trading is all about the numbers, the, the, the uh, areas and not the exact numbers. Uh, so when we are going to test the 2020 zone, and if we coil around that, that is going to bring up the uh, 2100, and that's on a daily. For example, why do you think these lows held over here? And this is the weekly. So this is analysis, a little bit of going into a macro analysis. It's a weekly chart. So why do you think these hold, uh, these lows held over here? Just because I drew a trend line? No, it's because we had a massive area of support deriving from prior highs. This is called minor resist, uh, minor support. Minor support can only be present in dominant trends. So if you see here this pullback, this is zero compared to the dominant trend that pulled back into prior highs, forming minor support, double bottom formation. So it's a double whammy. Then the price action got into the uh, got above the 200 SMA. That's a triple whammy breakout. You can see it here. This is uh, what I alerted. You know, my traders breakout pending. It, it already happened. So it's not pending anymore. Right. So it's not pending anymore. So this is priceless. The, this kind of analysis is literally priceless. Plus, uh, you can see it right here. This is the monthly chart. You can much evidently see the prior high, the prior high here. And by the way, we're talking about 2018. We're talking about 2020 and we're talking about a coil into the 2022. Beautiful, just beautiful. So let's go back to your exact question, the RUT, pretty much same thing, to, uh, tomato, tomato. Um, okay, see, it's not giving me, can you do IWM? It's not giving me the index. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do the IWM. You can see it right here because I trade IWM as, as well. All right. So as you can see here, we're talking about the same thing. Resistance, resistance, minor support. Trend line here that is definitely, see, you can trace it now after you have these low, uh, after you have this established low, this is the breakout zone, right? You have the minor support zone right here. You have multi-month support with a pivot low. You have clear evident breakout zone right here, right? So uh, I do my analysis on everything else because I do, uh, I, 
I love swing trading. This is my number one thing. I day trade for an income. I don't know how long I'm going to do that for. So, um, because I, I even don't like to sit, not even for an hour anymore, in front of the computer. So I do my analysis. I love doing the analysis. I put my trades on and I'm out the door. All right. So this is RTY. Uh, does the RTY tend to lead SPX in both directions? No, it, there's no correlation between the two of them. Do you hold overnight? Yes, absolutely. I hold overnight when I'm doing swing trading. Swing trading is designed to hold overnight. Swing trading is from two days to two weeks day trading and you're in and out in the same day and i am uh, but if you're referring to futures uh very rarely that i hold very rarely because my trades are designed to capture the most amount of points for example i give you uh let's see today i had nasdaq i got nasdaq at 700 to a target of 800 but i trailed 90 because it went to 99 so I just want it to be done. I didn't want to stay for the pullback. Uh, but uh, here it is. We actually took it off the five minute chart. Let's go here. All right. So we took it off the five. And by the way, NASDAQ is very strong. It's just uh, waiting. Just just break the, the breakout is about to happen. So we had uh, so we had here the pullback. You can see a lot of indecision here. These are the trades, the, the trade that I took today. We have indecision and decision commitment with the green inside expansion. 700 was the expansion point. 800 was our target. Bam. That was that was that was my trade. Okay, uh, SPY, okay, <laughs> support resistance, mattress. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. Sorry, I'm just reading it now. But it's, not, uh, you know, a lot of traders, you know, make the mistake and say, oh my gosh, you know, it's trading at 12,800. That is an area. So my price went today to 799. And I'm like, I'm not going to wait for a pullback because I'm up 100 points. So uh, what I did was, I basically took uh, took some profits into the 95, but then I trailed everything at 90. Okay, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to give back profits, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm not staying through this. By the way, doldrum period right now. Price very extended. Uh, it can still run higher. Let me check the one uh, H uh, chart right now. Here it is. All right. Uh, yeah. And you can see here, um, this is a massive consolidation if uh, if within the next 25 minutes or even sooner. Um, what is it? Let's let's check out the 30 minute because 30 minute is uh, we're five minutes away. Yeah, this is a very strong consolidation right here. Right. So if we uh, in the next five minutes, if we top out this last candle right here, we are entering in an expansion again. Yeah. All right. Um, did you participate in yesterday's open prior to? I did not trade yesterday. I do not trade FOMC meetings. I do not trade option expiration days. So no. So I was telling my traders today in the room, like today, yesterday was like total garbage. I don't tr trade garbage if I don't have a clear pattern that I can act on. So if I have a setup, I have a trade. I don't have a setup, I don't take a trade. And typically, I don't like the price fluctuation and I don't feel comfortable risking my money uh, into uh, into garbage days like FOMC. Uh, but I was telling my traders today, it's like, isn't it worth it to get like 90 points, 100 points in uh, in a trade? Like in 20 minutes instead of trading that garbage yesterday where you could have been chewed up to pieces? Like it was, uh, it was... Uh, 
it sucked. All right. Any other questions, guys? Any other stocks? Anything that you guys are watching? Stock questions, guys. Stock questions. Did you guys see the beautiful move in Meta? And NASDAQ was today one of the favorite. That is because it was um, it had the full throttle fuel from earnings. I love earnings season. Okay. Uh, AEHR. I don't think I've ever traded that. AEHR. Definitely. I don't even know what it is. All right. So uh, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know what you're trading as long as the volume is there and the pattern is there. You're good. You don't need to know what they're what the company is all about. Trust me. You don't need that. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, AEHR. This is the daily chart. It's doing. See, this is the. This is actually an ultra power trend. So you can see here that it's extending. From the 10 EMA, pulling back to the 10 EMA. Uh-huh. Cool, right? Uh, and then it's rotating right now. Um, I don't know. The volume seems to be like super low. Like I'm looking at the volume right now uh, and it's like super, super low. I don't have the other platform to, to see exactly how many shares are trading on daily. But uh, Ed, do you have a daily chart up? Because I closed my other platform. Do you have a daily chart up of like Thingverswim or something? that you can look at the daily and give me the uh, exact volume, uh, the daily volume that is traded on today. How, how many shares are traded today? If you could give me that. If it's under one, 1 million shares traded, I, I don't trade it at all. I don't, I skip it. There are 6,000 other stocks that you can choose from. Uh, but anyway, so get getting back to the analysis, it's into an ultra trend. Uh, does it have room for higher? Well, it seems to me like it's trading into all-time highs right now. Yeah, it's trading into all-time highs like it had a really big uh, reversal in uh, July 2022 base. This was, again, another beautiful entry. It's definitely in a massive power trend right now. Uh, and let's see. Uh, well, let's see. It has room for higher. Um it could go to 40 bucks for a target. It could go to 40 bucks for a target. Okay, 40. And this is for this is for the daily ed for the daily. I would just skip it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you you can do whatever you want. This is just it's not for me. I need to see it over 1 million shares, not 40,000. It's thin. So again, the uh, yeah, uh, the you, you're going to get slipped. Yeah, you're going to get slipped on this. It's not for me. A lot of traders trade this. The way it is, I don't. I'm very conservative in my decisions. And I want to make sure that I have enough liquidity to get in and out of the trades. Now, keep in mind that if there is a trader right now that wants to sell 30,000 uh, shares, you know, that price is going to go down really fast. Okay, really fast. It's going to start pulling back. Okay. Uh, so I hope that answered your question. All right. So uh, let's check out Raju is asking about VET, F-F-V-E-T, VET. All right, here we go. All right, so here's VET on the daily. I want to start off with the monthly chart right now. All right, so here's the deal with it. You know, you see an increase in volume over here, and now, like, literally is dead. Like, very little volume, okay? Very little volume. Um, I can see the volume declining. I don't have the exact volume levels right here, which uh, I have to set up. This is my secondary um, 
uh, charting software that I use. I usually do use my platform, but this is so much easier to use right now. So I'm seeing that pullback, uh, the pullback zone uh, can be into the $13. If it breaks 13, it's going to go south. It's going to go down uh, onto the monthly. However, if uh, this month is going to start trading over 1740, it's going to go higher. So you're going to look for a rotation. So far, it's holding just around. Now, here's another thing that I watch, guys, and pay very close attention to this because you could uh, you could apply it on daily charts. You can apply it on your swing trading uh, in your swing trading analysis. You can incorporate it in your day trading analysis, whatever time frame you're using from one minute to a quarterly chart, for example. So here is what I'm seeing here. You see that the price is trading out. See, this is the 50 SMA. This is the 10 EMA right here. And in the middle, we have the 20 SMA. So basically, the price is caught into that moving average web. It's kind of like a spider web. And when the price, you know, when, when there's a fly that flies into that uh, that spider web, right, it, it's unable to release itself from the web because it's so sticky and uh, it basically dies there. This is sort of like an analogy with, uh, I don't know if it's the right analogy, but uh, consider these moving averages as a spider web. And you can see where the price is, it's caught in the web, right? It's caught in the web. So it's unable right now to expand or decline. It can't do anything because it's caught. If it's going to close below this 50 SMA, down it goes. But if it crosses above this uh, 20 SMA, it's going to catch a little bit of relief. And then if it crosses the 10, then it's going to start expanding higher. Okay, so I hope that helps with that. All right, uh, 88672 CL, uh, CL, CL. Is that Colgate Palmolive or is that uh, crude oil? Okay, so we get a look at Colgate. All right, let's look at Colgate. This is, by the way, Colgate is not the only pattern that I'm seeing. Like I see a lot of uh, insurance companies that are still coiling into the very highs. Uh, this is a very strong consolidation here. This is the monthly chart, guys. And for this pattern uh, to really start expanding higher because it's it's sort of like, uh, okay, see, oh, this is it, Matt. Okay, so uh, for this chart to start expanding, it needs to clear out this whole entire range. If you're trying any kind of setup within this range, it's going to be like super painful. Can you still trade it? Yes, but you could. You would have to like scale in and have a really wide stop, for example, into the 60 if you're looking at it. And then, you know, kind of like scale and just buy very little, buy very little, you know, at each support level, at a coil, you could just, you know, add a little bit more. The way I trade it is I wait for the breakout, clear signal for the breakout. If the distance between the breakout and the support zone is too wide, then I wait for it to expand higher. I don't take the trade. And then I wait it, I wait for it to pull back into NMA or into another minor support zone because evidently it's into a power is into a trend it's uh, it's trending higher and then I uh, I buy it there that's the way I trade it so Colgate Palmolive it does have uh definitely room for higher uh but it needs to take out the 85 and then once it takes out the 85 then you could take your uh your um fit projection tools and uh you could just uh uh you could just uh look at it all right. Next question is Doku, DOCU. Love this stock, Raju. Love this stock. Okay. DOCU. It's always on my list, <laughs> especially now that it's into a short squeeze. All right. So here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, support as, at its, as its 
uh, at its finest. Take a look at here. Nice band of support. Uh, this is the support from the initiation, right? So it started trading down here in 2018, pulled back. Uh, in 2019, still trading into the same support. 2020 happened. You got everybody knows what 2020 was all about. Uh, big topping sign. By the way, you know, there's a takeaway from today. Take a look, guys. Look at this doji candle. So cute, right? And look at the pullback. We have expansion, one, two up. Third candle is uh, a doji pullback into the 10 EMA. Closing week below the uh, below the uh, 10 EMA. Short signal, crossing the 20. Boom, 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 lower. And this is the first rotation sign. The target is going to be here uh, into the 72. If you're holding it for a longer term, into the 200 200 yeah it has finer support into the 170 uh 175 uh if you're in uh, you know a really long term uh i see the signs of the turnaround and definitely i'm i'm going to give you all the targets that i see first thing it needs to take out the 70 to 70 to 72 that is a big hurdle because if it doesn't it's remember even though it's popping up right now and it's doing a short squeeze it's still downtrending. So it's still in an ultra, ultra power downtrend. Uh, all it needs to do is break the 72 to 70 to 72. We close above 72, then it's going to have some expansion. The reason why the 72 is so darn strong is because if you look to the left-hand side, take a look at this area right here. Oops, sorry, wrong 12. Uh, take a look at this area right here. Okay, see the dotted line? See the prior high over here from the open? This is a test right here. So you need to see it into the 10 EMA. So today was mission accomplished with it because it's trading into the 66, 67. Uh, now it has a little bit of room into the 72, break 72, then it's gonna start expanding higher. And that's going to be that um, um, that, um, um, that 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 big short squeeze. Okay, that that's gonna be the bigger short squeeze. All right, let me see what else. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, CL, not oil. Let's see, okay, cool. All right. Some people just forget the first slash and they refer to, uh, okay. All right, Raju, how do you decide the uh, STK? What What is an STK? I, I'm not sure. Uh, has institutional support or buy, stock. Okay. How do you decide that stock has institutional support uh, and buying? Well, there are multiple factors that you can uh, that you can factor in. First of all, the stock needs to be in a trend. That is the number one the, the classic institutional buy is to be on support to do a technical pattern into support. So institutions don't buy. So for example, if institutions you know get it here, they don't buy. They don't buy it here. They wait for a technical pattern, and the technical pattern was a classic buy. Uh, the classic buy counter trend short squeeze into the target so this is what this was the strategy here uh the second thing is after you have like a massive drop uh, a technical level to look at is the volume you need to see a surge of volume that surge of volume is going to provide you with information that everybody that wanted to uh to exit the short is out right now right so everybody that's shorted right now is out we really don't have that high volume. We had high volume here, followed by high volume here, but the volume is declining. So that's really a sign of, you know, traders that were caught in here, even some institutions. Remember, hedge funds do not use stops. Uh-huh. Do not use stops. 
um, institutions do not use stocks, especially when they're uh, when they're swing trading or when they're investing. That's that's a retail broker invention to get your money. But I use stocks, so uh, we don't have a limited uh, a limited pocket. So, for example, if the trade would go beyond this point, I would be out. I would not stay in because I don't have a uh, you know I don't have a hundred million dollars or five hundred million dollars uh, to add to this trade. Okay, just to for one trade. So you need a lot of money to to do that. Uh, so I don't do that. But uh, in any case, uh, that these are some of the things that you need to look. You need to look for uh, the trend. You need to look for the location where the price is trading at in relation to prior high and low, to the prior candle high and low, to the volume, whether it's trading into major support or minor support, and then the of uh, the volume factor, which is you know, kind of like uh, these are some of the key levels to look for when you have institutional buying. And for, uh, and other than that, the price level as well, like I said, I teach it in my course. There are four price points where institutions scale in and scale out. All right. Next question. Your opinion about PXD and DVN. I'm going to start with DVN. OK, Cause, just because I like it more. <laughs> Yeah, I do have favorites. All right, so DVN, massive guys, massive consolidation. And you, you guys can see it. This is the monthly charts trading above. Look at this beautiful shelf created by the 200 simple moving average. It is a beautiful, beautiful shelf. However, this is the first attempt of holding anything that trades above $80. It's going to be super bullish and it's going to run to 90, 100, and 110. This is going to be super, 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 super important to break. So $80 may need a little bit more of a consolidation into that point before we break higher. Okay. That's super, super important. We break above this point. We go to nine. It's going to move in 10 point increments. And by the way, guys, you know, how many of you guys, you know, how many of you guys have noticed that price action typically tends to find a bottom, find resistance? right? Find support or oh, just consolidate the way we are doing right now in DVN at or around whole numbers. All right. At or around whole numbers. How many of you guys noticed that? Uh-huh. Yes, we've noticed that. And have you noticed that there are certain stocks that love the whole numbers more than others? There are certain stocks that, man, they create a pin into those levels. Guys, we're not crazy. Okay, we're not crazy. Other than the uh, the um the yeah, I do trade commodities. Um, other than I trade everything that moves, but it needs to have a setup. And unless it has a good setup, you know, I'm not I'm not taking the trade. There they are bad. There are psychological numbers, but there is one thing that you're gonna hear it here. This whole number is called a fulcrum. Now you can Google this as much as you want on the internet. You're not going to find this kind of information. This is passed down from my mentor. Like I said, uh, my mentor, and he said, yes, that's a fulcrum level. There are three other levels that I teach in my course, but this one I'm going to give you guys for free. So this is one of the level, the whole number level where these institutions buy or sell or if they break this whole number level to the upside, for them, it's more accumulation. If they break below the whole number level and close, this is the most important thing, close below it, and typically you need to have a weekly candle close below, then they start selling. 
Okay. So exactly. So this is, this is that fulcrum like teeter totter, right? This is the teeter totter and, you know, uh, but they're calling it fulcrum and yeah. So um, the, the reality is that it has transpired for the retail traders and we're definitely seeing it, right? Cause we're traders and we see it, we observe and we notice it's like, man, what's going on. It's like, it went to $80, right? And as soon as it goes to $80, take a look at this. It goes to $80. I mean, let's uh, let's trace this level right here, the highest point that we have, right? $79.40. So it's tracing at this area into the $80. And then when it's pulling back, look at this low right here. It's into the 49, right? So that's the 50 area. It's also a whole number area, right? It's, it's this 50 zone. So it's trading in between these whole numbers. So that means that, if they're going to start selling, they're going to start selling below 50. So that's going to be bearish below and this is going to be bullish above. And in the meantime, yes, can you still trade it? Of course you can, right? So I'm going to tell you right now, like the reason why I started with DVN <laughs> instead of the other uh, name that you mentioned before is because I like it and it's on my watch list. So I'm going to tell you this, what I'm going to, what, what my plan is right now. If Today or tomorrow, less likely today, but if tomorrow or going even into next week, uh, if we start trading a little bit into the 65s, right, 62, 62, 65, I plan on, uh, on starting a position. I'm not going to get it all in. But if this month, February, even if it's going to happen on February 28th, we top out, by the way, can you, guys, can you guys tell me what kind of number is this? Is this a whole number or what? It's 66.96. It's at or around a whole number. Okay. At or around a whole number. So again, this is going to be my clue that if we trade above this level, the 66.96, I'm in and I'm full in. Okay. But I'm going to scale in. Okay. I'm going to scale in because I do have some other levels, like I said, uh, for this week. Okay. For this week. Uh, not going to happen today likely not going to happen tomorrow. So I think we're going to wait for next week. But if it trades over 60, uh, 64 to 65, I'm going to start scaling into it. Nice dominant trend still to the upside. You can see this is uh, this is the weekly chart right here. All right. Let me see some other questions. You had another question, Samuel, about PXD. All right. Let's talk about PXD. Uh, let's start with the monthly chart. Always like to start with the higher time frames for a uh, higher time frame first. All right. So definitely, uh, definitely a stock in an uptrend, definitely uptrending. It's not an ultra power trend. It just lagged a little bit. So from last year in June, it's kind of like meandering back and forth. Um, so here's the deal. If you are looking for a trade in this, if it takes out this high, Oops, not this one. But if it takes out 240 to 242, I would buy it. This is going to be a good uh, a good rotational point. And then for targets, you know, you could have small targets into these frothy highs into 265, uh, 288, and perhaps it's going to start moving uh, higher. Let's yeah, uh, it could definitely go higher. Let's see how high it could go because you need to have a measured move. Institutions go with these measured moves. Yeah, so if it takes out the high. Uh, so if it takes out the high into the 285 to 287, it has room to go into 308, 320, and even higher. Take a look at this expansion. Beautiful. Yeah, it has a lot of room for higher. A lot of room for higher. All right. Um, the weekly chart, uh, like like you see here, is still uptrending. So definitely still going strong. 
right? Take a look, still going strong. I mean, this is a little wiggle right here. What I'm seeing here is that we have these declining tops, okay? So see how, oops, sorry about that. What did I do? <laughs> okay, PX, let's go back. Okay, so it has these declining tops over here. Okay, here we go. But at the same time, what is going on? It's not letting me click it. Okay, um, all right, but we still have a lot of support over here. Okay, a lot of support. So remember, it's still the 200 level. We just talked about the whole number and it's still holding the support, okay? So watch this. This is a watch. It doesn't have an immediate uh, trigger for it. <sighs> Sam, how long have I been a market person? I've been trading for over 25 years. Uh, XLE, XLE, okay. XLE down to the 20. Remember 20 uh, was a prior reactionary area. Of this 20 SMA. So it pulled back. Look at the heavy sell and then stabilization and trigger for higher. Yeah, watch, watch XLE. Um, it's it's not going to do anything right now. So the weekly chart is pointing towards um top uh, towards, let's say, a tap into the 20 SMA. You have to see Friday's close. And only when you see Friday's close, you could say, hey, it's going to be bearish below uh, with a target of 83. And back into the 81. So it could it could be traded both facets, short or long, depending on Friday's close. But I wouldn't take any action until Friday. So could it be bearish below Friday's close? Uh, or it could be bullish above um this week's high. And then it could go back into the 90, go go back into the 93s up. Um, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh USO. All right, so USO, uh, again, it's still onto a massive decision point. It's trading um, into the two, uh, it's trading into the 200 SMA, right? So it's trading into the 200 SMA. Um, I still think that crude oil, USO, OIH, uh, is still pending some kind of a decision. You can see here that I have a level that is marked as a resistance point. And you guys can see where it's trading in between the 50 SMA and trading between the 200 SMA. So it's trading in the spider web, right? So until it breaks above, it could be bullish above. It's going to start being bullish above over 72. It's going to increase the bullish above bias over 74. And it's going to be bearish below 60. Bearish below 60. Yes, I was on the investing side. So I was the investor that's when i started investing and swing trading yes that is when i started very small steps <laughs> so i lived through the uh i i lived through the dot com okay let me just uh put this here uh let's do the spx want to show you something because you brought that up um all right want to show you something very interesting okay so this is 2000 right here this is 2000 everybody was a hero 95, 96, everybody was a hero. 401ks going up, everything was going up, right? And then, oops, July. Oops, that's the top. That's the top right here. So we started pulling back. Everybody, so everybody in here, what they would do, and I'm going to tell you that they did the same thing over here, okay? So back here before 2000, everybody would like, everybody that I knew, they were like getting up in the morning, calling their broker, buy this, buy that, buy whatever, okay? Buy this stock. At the end of the day, price would go up or at the end of the week, typically they would do it at the end of the week. At the end of the week, they'll call the broker sell. 
the next week, rinse and repeat, get up, call your broker, buy XYZ going up, what have you. Um, when this happened, a lot of people got very cocky and a lot of people were doing options over here. Okay. A lot of people were doing options, whatever they made over here. And I know people, I personally know people. And one of my, um, I wouldn't say really mentor, but he was a mentor as well because, uh, um, you know, he taught me a lot of stuff. Uh, but, um, uh, my mentor was trading as well this, uh, this time over here and he lost everything. So he went from literally tens of millions of dollars, true story. Okay. To literally zero, zero. And then he started. So when I met him, okay. When I met him was in 2007. Okay. When I met him was in 2007. Uh, but, and he told us our, his life story and he managed to get back up and one, le one lesson is never to get cocky in trading. And this is, this is key. Um, so I wanted to show you something very interesting. Now, if I put here a line and if I put here another line, okay, what is this? This is nothing else than a double top and a double bottom. And when I, and when I started literally day trading, right? So I started day trading like here, Okay, in 2003, August 2003. So when I started day trading, okay, I was riding the trend. I was riding the trend. And I got more aggressively into swing trading. So I made a lot of money from day trading the trend because it was super easy. And I put everything that I had extra in my swing trading account. And it helped me. Being a being a day trader helped me because I was micro analyzing the market and I was very cautious at the reversal signs because I saw this and because I was an investor here. Okay, I was an investor here. Now here's the catch: I didn't sell. I didn't sell. Okay, I didn't sell. So when I started day trading, I was like, man, I gave almost everything back, right? But here's the thing. I didn't sell. I was still holding on. So when I started day trading, I was so intrigued. Like there has to be a way where I can make more money day trading, putting it in compounding. All right. Because the key here is to compound. Now, I still had a job here. Right. I still had a job until 2004, 2005, uh, five, I guess. So that's when I really quit my job and, you know, took this very, very seriously. But when I got here, I sold. I was day trading the majority of this time I was day trading. And as soon as I saw double bottom retest, I started to buy at, 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 right? And I saw the mention here about fibs. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Fibs are super helpful. Fibs are super helpful because though they are uh, determining, uh, they're determining future projection zones right? Future projection zones. So if you take a look at this, let me just trace it here so we can see it, right? Uh, there is another level, by the way, here into the 4,500. You can't see it, but there's another level right here into the 4,500. Here's kind of like in this area right here. So I'm just going to trace it. I have it on my other platform. All right. This one, I didn't, uh, I didn't set it up yet, but there was another level. So I knew that there's going to be some turbulence in here. Now I want to go back and I want to show you something very interesting. Double top formations, double bottom formations, low, uh, higher, low, higher, low confirmed breakout. This was the time 
to massively accumulate into the market. The second most important time was in 2016, and it happened in March. It was on March 2nd, 2016. This was the massive breakout right here. Again, 2018, I'll, by the way, in 2018, everybody's asking, it's like, what happened in 2018? Look at the volatility here. Well, in 2018, they actually uh, came in with so so many algorithms. They were testing them for the London session. And they this is where in February they uh, brought them in. Um, they brought them uh, here in the U.S. And uh, by the way, you know, the ratio, the algorithmic ratio was about uh, back here was about 60 to 70 percent increased in 2016 close to uh 75 to 80 percent it increased here to about 80 percent how much how many uh, um um the the accounted algorithmic volume for trading right now is 98 percent so only 98 percent it, it is insane okay all right um i guess you know my time is running up let's see if i have if I have more time, Raju, how to use the FIB levels? It looks very subjective when you use the different levels prior to level. Well, there are two two ways in which you can use FIBs. Uh, you can use FIBs retracement and FIB projections. For targets, I use FIB uh, projections. For retracements, I use FIB retracement. Though, oh, there is only one way in which you use FIBs. You use them on higher timeframes to determine, depending on your objectives, your time frame objective, whether it's investing, swing trading, or I don't know, maybe day trading or something like that. If you have a big expansion in the market, uh, and uh, you use the same tool, it's called the Fibonacci retracement. The Fibonacci retracement gives you the projections and also gives you the retracement, but you need to use it upside down for targets. Then you use it for uh, retracements. There's only one way in which you can use it, and that is not subjective. The You have to select the most recent high with the most recent low. Uh, in order to determine the projection and the retracement, you connect it, for example, from the prior low to the prior high. So for example, if you want to do a retracement on this chart, you click here, you drag it over here. So you select your prior low, your most recent prior low to the prior high, and then you get your uh, and then you get your stuff right here, your levels. All right. So before I go, guys, if you want to join my trading room, um, uh, this is my website. You could go to services if you want to trade for income. I do that every day, less than two hours a day. Uh, so you could go to tradeoutloud.com, uh, futures, uh, trading room. We also have a one day pass. If you say, hey, I don't even know when, uh, you know, if day trading is for me, uh, you have uh, an option to take the one day pass. It is not renewable. Nobody's going to renew it for you. Uh, and you also have a one week pass. Now, if you're, you know, saying, hey, you know what? I want to go full in. You get the monthly for $2.99. And if you get the monthly, you get lots of perks and benefits. You're, you're, it's going to be wild what you get in here 